Hello and welcome into this week's episode of the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I'm joined once again, as usual, by Jansen Coburn, our digital content extraordinaire. Jansen, how are you, man? Doing good, Greg. What's going on? Oh, not a lot. I feel like if you, I'm like most everyone in Nebraska media today, uh, tired uh, <laughs> after kind of a long a whirlwind day. Yeah, it's been a long week, uh, capped off by a whirlwind day uh, with Nebraska football and volleyball having games yesterday, and Nebraska volleyball obviously having like the match of the century. Uh, we were at two high school games uh, this week. I'm now I'm pulling double duty with with the national stuff. Like it, it's just been a lot. Um, this week and this week is not actually my busy week next week is yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just yeah it's a lot but I, I like it we're we're in it now yeah well there's some I guess breaking news today we can start with that I know we got a little flack last week because people were complaining <laughs> about us being so negative so we'll get the negative out of the way first uh, Nebraska finally lost a commitment we talked about it happening. I don't know if we mentioned this in particular, but Callan Barta, he uh, flipped to Kansas State. Uh, did that surprise you? What was your reaction when you saw that today? No, it didn't surprise me. It should not have surprised our insiders board either. I've been hinting at it on our insiders board for two weeks. Um, that's why you guys need to subscribe over at InsideNebraska.com. A nice plug there. I worked that in. But in all seriousness, yes, go subscribe uh, because I thought this was coming. I thought that the, the tea leaves were out there. I had gotten some whispers. Um, that Callen was starting to look around, in particular at Kansas State, and that he had taken like an unofficial visit out there despite not having an offer. And then there was talks about him maybe getting an offer and taking an official visit. He returned this week uh, for that official visit and then picked up his offer and then swiftly flipped um, from Nebraska to Kansas State. So a lot of times in these situations with those guys, especially from Kansas, Kansas seems to be a school where like a lot of people, a lot of those kids do like to stay home and play in the state, um, which is totally fine. Um, I don't think that people, for ju judging from the immediate reaction, I feel like Nebraska fans are not like too broken up about this, though it is interesting that he's having a really nice season on offense. Like his receiver stats have been very good so far this year. Um, but Nebraska is definitely not uh, hurting at defensive back right now. Um, if you just look up and down their commitment list, um, I, they'll be able to absor absorb this blow um, and it'll be okay. Yeah, just like what you said, it seemed like they had enough guys uh, on the board at defensive back, enough guys that they could kind of mm -hmm. plug and play around with. And we'll talk about Caleb Benning's addition at the end, but uh, it's another guy that can kind of fill the hole there. So, oh yeah, yep. Um, but anyways, we got the we got the bad news out yeah, of the way. The, we 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 ripped the bandaid off, and now guys, stick with us because I know uh, I know y'all got on us last week about it. We're 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 we'll roll into some better stuff here. We got all greener pastures, greener pastures ahead. Right, right. All right. So as you mentioned, it's been a busy week, and we got out to some high school games Thursday and Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, we're checking out on some Husker commits. Let's start with Thursday. We went to Seacrest Field here in Lincoln. And we were watching Millard North take on Lincoln Southwest. Lincoln Southwest, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Okay. And uh, we were all tongue twister. All eyes were on um, Husker commit Caden Vermas, class of 2025. So uh, what would you see from him in the game? And what would you think of the game just as a whole? 
Yeah, I'll start with the game as a whole. The game as a whole was kind of a, a defensive battle, kind of slow-paced game, Like, but it, it went by quickly Like at the same time. Um, it was a tough one, and two teams kind of struggling on the season. I think both teams came in three and five. Um, Southwest picking up the win, and they made – or sorry, Miller North picked up the win. They had to come from behind win, um, and they made the playoffs um, yeah. because of that. Uh, so a big win for them. It was a really big game. Um, but what I thought about um, Caden Vermont, I like him a lot. Like there are, it, it is funny that I'll say the same thing about the next one of the next commits we talked about that we saw on Friday night is I don't think we talk about Caden enough in what he like what type of player he is like he's a tough kid our own Steve Mark was out there at the game with us as well and he said this to me on the sidelines that you just watch him play you listen to him talk and he feels like as Matt Rule would say an OU guy like he just feels like a guy that is going to be a fixture at Nebraska and a real good player in the locker room as well um, his game on the field I really like he's a safety type player that I think can play that rover spot so think Isaac Gifford and what he's doing out there for the Huskers right now he was a little limited on um, um, on Thursday night when we saw him, he's got like a ankle foot injury that he's dealing with, um, but he was still out there and making plays. Um, but if I, I want to see him 100% healthy because I think he's a force out there and he's played much better games than the one that we saw him. Um, but I, I'm still impressed with him and like his future. Yeah, I think that was the big thing is he's a little limited, so it's hard to gauge exactly how good he is with our own two eyes, not basing it off of what we see on his huddle film. Right. But yeah, watching the game, I, at first I was thinking that I wanted to see more more from him. And then once I realized that he was banged up, then it made a little more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, flipping over to Friday. You know, you said Thursday's game was kind of ugly. And I hate <laughs> to say it, but Friday was much of the same. And then we'll talk about the Huskers game on Saturday also. And it was more <laughs> of the same. I feel like... That was a theme of our weekend of football, actually. We saw some defensive football. (laughs) I don't know if these Nebraska high school coaches are trying to take on the style of play that Nebraska football plays with on Saturday, but it was three straight days of defensive struggles. Yeah. Anyway, we got out to, um, I think that's, what is that, Northwest? Yeah, Omaha Northwest. is where the field was at, but it was Mm -hmm. Omaha North and Elkhorn South. Obviously, all eyes were on two Husker commits, Tyson Terry and Donovan Jones. What did you think of those two guys, how they played? And once again, what did you think of the game as a whole? Yeah, we, well, we also had three. We had Ashton Murphy um, oh, over yeah, on Hellcorn right. South as well. Uh, but I'll start with the Sorry, Omaha Ashton. North guys. Yeah, yeah it's all good. <laughs> the, uh, and who actually he impressed me in a way. I'll get to him in a second, though. But those guys on North, I, I, both of them are really, really good. And the same way that I said about Vermont in the 25 class, and I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to write this at some point, whether it's at the end of the cycle when we get to like the, the early signing period or not, when we do kind of those, you know, who are your top sleepers or the hidden gems of the class, however we end up phrasing it. And Donovan Jones, just spoiler alert, is going to be way up there on the list for me. Like we never talk about him. All he did was make 22 tackles in that game on Friday night. And at one point we kept saying his name just keeps getting called over and over again. We're hearing his name. I didn't realize it was 22 tackles and in an interception that we had on video as well. But yeah, 22 tackles on the night. And then it felt like when he wasn't making them, Tyson Terry was in the mix as well. The 2025 defensive tackle. And if you've listened to us before, you know how I feel about Tyson. I think that he's one of the best players in the state, regardless of class right now. And he's just perfect for Nebraska's defensive line um and just feels like a, a big time big 10 defensive lineman to me um when he gets to college so i think both of those kids are really really good 
and then flipping over um, the Elkhorn South and Ashton Murphy. It was the, this was the first time that I've seen Murphy or Elkhorn South in general, but Murphy definitely play this year um, in person. I saw them last year, but we were kind of focusing on the different matchup um, last year with kind of Maverick Noonan and, and Gunnar Gatula and what they had going on. So we weren't paying as much attention to Ashton, but seeing him and, and really kind of locking in on, on him, he's quick for a defensive lineman like and obviously mm-hmm. it has a has a frame that he's going to continue to put mass on as well like i'll be really curious to see how he pans out in this 2024 recruiting class um because i don't know if i, I do think that he's going to come to lincoln as a defensive lineman like i know that he plays both in high school and I, there was some confusion over that kind of during his recruiting process i think he's a defensive lineman uh, but i'll be curious to see how things work out for him yeah, I don't have too much to add to that other than just from my observations watching the game. I thought Donovan Jones looked really, really good, and he kept catching my attention. Yeah, yeah. But, all right, we'll shift over to Saturday. A long day, big day, and a really good day for Husker Athletics as a whole when you just yeah. factor in football and volleyball. Uh, really buzzy atmosphere in Lincoln from start to finish. I think a lot of people – had uh, hopes and dreams of what would happen on their mind all day. And it seemed to all come to fruition for Nebraska. So first off, what were your observations just from a game day atmosphere, the unity walk, the pregame and all the festivities? What was it like in your perspective, just taking in Saturday? Yeah, I did think that it was all there was. There was a buzz in Lincoln yesterday, and and yeah, a, a good chunk of that had to do with volleyball. But it just felt like it felt like a big game day for Husker athletics, which was really cool to see, right? And so even from the beginning, um, and kind of the unity walk, they've started doing a thing for with football now, where they have the recruits kind of come out there and they're the last thing that kind of the players see. So if you've ever watched our video here on the YouTube with that, you know, they walk through kind of the crowd and the cheerleaders and the band Herbie is out there and then they come up the steps and they come into the stadium. Well, right there at the top of those steps, there's a little half circle of recruits. So like, Carter Nelson was down there. He was back in Lincoln uh, this week after a fresh off a visit to South Bend. Um, make sure to say that because between, you know, people at Nebraska, Nebraska fans, people on our message board want us to make sure that we note that Carter Nelson was back in Lincoln um, and he, quote, knows just where like home is. like you predicted last week. Yeah, just, just like we said last week, it's fine. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I, I it, When you go visit tight end you, it, it's going to catch some people's attention. Sorry, as a tight end. But I digress. He was there. Danny Kalen was also down there for the Unity Walk as well. And then some of the other guy, Donovan Jones, also was also right over there with them. But then the one guy that I really want to make note of, Alex Mansky, Nebraska's 2025 quarterback target, who is their number one quarterback target for that cycle out of Iowa. He was back on campus this weekend for what was his fifth, <laughs> fifth visit. Um, since Nebraska, since Matt Rule has taken over Nebraska. That's very notable. It is also notable that as the team walks through the unity walk and, you know, the coaches have to come through there as well, Matt Rule kind of looked his way, but, you know, Matt Rule is always locked in at all times. Um, And so he just kept on going. Yeah, the, I don't, at that point, I think the hoodie might have been down, but he had like this huge Adidas bag. It was very weird. But after that goes down, Marcus Satterfield, Nebraska's offensive coordinator, makes a beeline right for Mansky and his family. And he had to stand there the whole rest of the time. He was over there talking to them um, to the point to where when the recruits then left and all went one way, Mansky and his family went with Satterfield and just kept going into the stadium. So that just goes to show you like how much attention um, and love they give to Alex Mansky when he's on campus. Um, and rightfully so. He's a really, really good player that's 
having a great junior season. Um, and I think he would be a great addition to Nebraska's class if they can get him. I do think that they're the leader right now, um, but I've yet to talk to Alex yet today. So we'll see kind of how it went, but it seems like everybody so far had a great time, but that was, that was kind of my observations. Oh, and then, sorry, you mentioned the on the field too, as well, like in the pregame yeah. when they had the recruits down there, that was another really good atmosphere. Um, a couple of guys that we hadn't seen yet this year, Evan Taylor, um, the commit out of North Carolina defensive back commit, he was in town and he was on campus or on the field um he still has his crutches because he um had a, a knee injury early in the season but he's expected to make a full recovery and rex guthrie a guy that's kind of a podcast favorite um for us um has was also there um and they were kind of being greeted and talked to by some of the other commits i saw carter with them danny kalen um isaiah mcmorris and davon hall also spent some time with them so it was good to see that i feel like every week we see like more camaraderie with those in with those commits and we, and you know we've gone out and talked to these guys at their games and I feel like every time we talk to them they mention the camaraderie yeah. between each other um and so it's really cool to see that a play out on a Saturday too yeah I don't I don't know if you had the chance to uh talk to any recruits today gauge their reactions and uh if they gave you any good quotes or anecdotes but has anything anybody said anything about yesterday and just the atmosphere yeah, so far though, I think so as of as a time that we're actually recording this, uh, the only guy that I've gotten close from so far is Uchino Ojata, who is a 2025 defensive end. He's an edge out of Indianapolis. Um, he actually picked up an offer while he was here in Lincoln. Um, and as a defensive guy, I had to ask him like what he thought about seeing that defense. And he told me that it was great to see those guys fly around and he could really picture himself playing in that defense and thinks that it would be awesome. I think that that's something that we would hear from every single defensive player that, that you talk to. Um, about that because it's really one thing that's really coming into focus about that defense is that not only is it fun for like everyone to watch those guys are really getting excited about the potential to play in it and it helps when you see so many different guys get out there and get to play so many young players out there playing you don't feel like you're going to be waiting forever for your turn and you're going to they're going to find ways to develop you i think that that's but that's when we look back on this season from a recruiting standpoint specifically on defense i feel like that's going to be a huge storyline that so many defensive players are now interested in what nebraska's doing on defense yeah, and another guy who evidently likes what he's seeing from the defense is Caleb Benning, who just joined the class on Friday. As a matter of fact, I think Caleb might have been in the bushes at the Omaha game watching <laughs> us to see yeah. when we were least prepared for, hit, for yes. his announcement because minutes before the game kicks off, he commits and uh, we we had to scramble a little <laughs> bit, but we made it out okay. Um, yeah, just uh, first things first, what are the thoughts on his commitment? Yeah, big, big deal for Nebraska, like I, for many reasons. One, he's a really great player. Like, I, like, I don't know, I don't because we've seen basically all of these guys now in state. I don't know where you would rank him um, with all of the guys that we've seen. He's one or two uh, for me. It's either him or Carter Nelson. It's just so hard with Carter to really, truly judge because they're playing two totally different levels of competition. And so it's really hard to do. So he's either one or two for me from all the guys that we've seen in state. Um, and so that's always good. I also, he's also a great kid. He would, like we were saying before, um, with, uh, Vermont, he's good. Caden's or Caleb is going to be great in the locker room as well. He's got good leadership qualities. He's a coach on the field out there, all of that stuff. Then you add in the additional layer that he was not going to come to Nebraska under the previous staff. Like, I feel like 
it's okay to say that like it just wasn't going to happen this staff did a great job of recruiting him and bringing him back into the fold just like a handful of other guys that are in this class from inside the state as well and that's always a really good sign that basically and I I feel like I said this a long time ago maybe back in the winter I felt like if guys in state gave the staff a chance that to really actually recruit them then they would end up really liking them we saw with Tyson Terry another guy we've talked about who openly said that the previous staff would not have landed him um we've seen it across the board so i think that that's a big deal for them to kind of make that comeback to be able to land the the, uh, verbal commitment from caleb bennett yeah and first things first on where i you asked you talked about where he fits in uh as far as who's better players in the state i definitely think he's up there at the top as far as his versatility he affects the game on offense and defense and he's dynamic on special teams so He's a great pickup for Nebraska, and he'll fit in nicely. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned um, him probably not going to Nebraska, or at least it not being a lock with the last staff. So a lot of people assumed, myself included, it was just a matter of time before he would commit to Nebraska. And I, I even prepared his commitment graphic over the summer mm-hmm. because I expected it, it could happen at any point. And people just assumed that his commitment was a given uh, just because he's in state. Nebraska's right there, and he's obviously a legacy recruit. But the the process seemed to play out. And what I'm curious to hear your opinion on this and whether or not you agree, it seemed to me like he gave each of the schools that were recruiting him a fair shot, and he truly evaluated them and watched them. And almost as if he was, he treated Nebraska as a nameless, faceless team and just watched and evaluated what he was seeing on the field. And he still came to the conclusion after watching them that it was a good fit, independent of it happening to be Nebraska and being right in his backyard. Yeah. So to me, it looks like he committed to Nebraska because it was truly a good fit, especially with that defense. And as you mentioned, a lot of the defensive players love what they're doing. I don't know if you you think that's or you feel the same way and that's more why he committed to Nebraska more so than him just being a legacy and being from Nebraska. But that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I do think that that's the way he kind of went about his process. I don't think I think if you've ever if you have ever read anything about Caleb or seen any of his interviews, he, he is not going to come across as a kid that just makes grass decisions. Uh, he definitely kind of played the process out and wanted to get to know each of those coaching staffs. And he wanted to feel like those coaching staffs really had a plan for him and really wanted him. But there's also something within what you said that wanted to kind of watch them watch them it's not even so much to see them like play and how they were playing. It's more so to see if the things that the the staff was telling him about how they would play actually matched up with what he saw. Right. Like, cause I think that sometimes you hear these things in recruiting and a a coaching staff is recruiting you and saying all these things. And then you see them play or you come watch their practice or you go visit and it just doesn't seem anything close to what they were saying. And recruits can kind of sniff that out. I think the consistency of the message really helped here. And that's something that we do hear though, about this coaching staff is they're very consistent. They're not putting on a front. They're not faking it. Who they are is who they are. And that's why I think the guys that really vibe with them and like them like really really like them (laughs) and then there are some players that are just like hey it's not for me and even Matt Rule has said hey we're not going to be for everybody but the guys that we are for it's good they know that we're going to pour into them and we're going to help to make them better football players and better men in the long run yep um well that's 
all we've got for today, Greg. But before we get out of here, I want to give you a chance to brag about what you get to do next weekend. So do you want to tell the people <laughs> what, what you're up to next Friday? Because we won't be, yeah. we won't be on the road for recruiting. At least I won't be. <laughs> yeah. So this week, so I mentioned off tops, I'm doing some more natural stuff. I'll be I'm doing covering some stuff in the southeast. Uh, so Florida, Georgia, Alabama, uh, which is why if you follow me over on Twitter at Greg Smith Rivals, you've seen more like Florida stuff, Georgia stuff, all of that. You might be wondering what's up with that. But I am going down on a trip to see some recruits uh, this w- week. So Wednesday, I'll be flying into Jacksonville, Florida, um, and then I'll see a big time high school down there, check out their practice. And then on Thursday, I'll be in South Georgia, bouncing around some high schools, and then I'll be in Jacksonville on Thursday night to see a high school game with a rivals 100 prospect and another 2025 top prospect as well. And then I'll be back in South Georgia on Friday night to see a different game with top recruits. And then I'll fly back to lovely Lincoln, Nebraska on Saturday morning um, to then see Nebraska take on Purdue. And we'll be back for observations and photo galleries and all of that stuff for the Purdue game because they'll be hosting um, recruits. And then at some point I'll sleep. Uh, but yeah, it'll be a busy, a busy Wednesday through sunday for me this week yeah you weren't kidding when you said that the this coming week was going to be just as much of a whirlwind <laughs> as the last one yeah then on monday i mean and then you know we'll have what matt rule press conference tomorrow and then stuff mm-hmm. on tuesday so you know it'll be a, a busy week for for me all right, Greg, tell the people what they need to know before we get out of here. <laughs> yeah, make sure you guys like this video and tell a friend about it. Also, make sure that you, you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can get these videos directly into your feed. Also, pop over to Inside Nebraska, like we said, off the top of the video. Make sure you're subscribed over there so you can get all the insight about recruiting and the football team and the undefeated volleyball season that's in the works after they're the new number one team in the nation. And we will catch you guys next time.